Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK. Well, quite simply, it's Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm very good, Matt. I'm very good indeed. Um, I think this is the first time we've hoped to get a pod out there with uh, some positive news from games, and it's actually happened. So I look forward to this. Yeah, um, we're obviously both a bit tired after last night. Been up to watch that, and obviously we've got another one tonight. But that's how we roll yeah. here, isn't it? So absolutely, yeah, like there's no point in complaining um, about it. <laughs> it always feels better talking bulls when um, you're talking about some wins. And For sure, definitely. The title of this episode is three dubs and a deadline. So there we go, three wins like to talk it. about. Yeah, uh, last episode we put out was last Thursday in the build-up to the Hornets game. And you said you thought we'd win it. I said I thought we'd lose. Um, Obviously, anybody who listens regular to this knows that I was off the ledge and (laughs) out of love with this team before Christmas. Yeah. and that trust takes a long time to get back in a, in an abusive relationship. So it's <laughs> I'm still not there, but I'm I'm they're slowly weaning me back in. And obviously three dubs definitely helps with that. So yeah. Hornets. Uh at the UC and um, we come away with a hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty four. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Right I was again. looking at the 9814 win. That's I was the looking one. at the one above it. <laughs> yeah, 9814 win. Um, now, obviously, it's nearly a week ago, so we're not going to go too in depth with it. Um, just a few things that stood out to us. Um, to me, I thought we controlled the game pretty much the whole way through. Uh, it's not something we can get particularly high on because it's a bad team. And we should be beating bad teams. Obviously, right. it was a revenge game, which mm-hmm. that did help. Um, big three were quiet, and it was Ayo and Kobe that kind of dominated for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so much so with Ayo getting our player of the game. Um, also, in this game, well, before it, we'd kind of said. Uh, we wanted to see some Andre Drummond, and that we did. Yep. Just short of fifteen minutes, fifteen points, eleven rebounds, mm-hmm. um, and he only had two fouls, which is good for him. That's um, sensational for him. <laughs> so a double double off the bench, and he kind of proved why we said and why most of Bulls Nation were saying, play him. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've been banging our heads off the wall shouting it and, and uh, couldn't understand why he hasn't been getting the time. And it was great to see him get time and not just two or three minutes. He actually got some substantial time and he made them count. Yeah. I mean, the game we played against Hornets the week before, Plumley was cooking Vooch at times, wasn't he? Yeah. And like I just said, the big three had a quiet game in this. Uh, Vooch... Went for 17 points, 12 rebounds, which is not bad. Six assists. Nope. But 
that's in 33 minutes. And then you've got Drummond coming off the bench and putting up two less points and one less rebound. And that's what we've always said we wanted to see from Drummond. It doesn't have to go crazy. You know, it's just a chance to sit Vooch. Exactly. And give some legit size instead of having DJJ out there. Right. Um, who only got eight minutes and two points, two rebounds, one steal. But we also said it was line-up depending, and we needed Drummond in this game because, is it Mark Williams, the rookie? Right, center? yeah, he was playing well. Yeah, I mean, he was having, well, he seemed to be having his own little block party, and he just, he's a big guy, you know, he was just getting in the way, and we needed to match that size, and that's what Drummond brought. Right. Um. Obviously, back onto the starters. P. Will was a little bit quiet. Went off at the end as well, didn't he, with that rolled ankle? Yes. Um, Caruso left quite early on with a foot injury that he's yeah. still out with now. And Vooch went down pretty hard at the end as well, didn't he? But he played on with the. He did. Uh, yeah, he kind of sat out for a minute or two, and then he came back in. Yeah. Um, Zach and Demar. Just a little bit off, weren't they? Mm-hmm. 15 points for DeMar, 10 for Zach. But like, but like I say, it was for me, it was Ayo and Kobe. Yeah. And, and you don't mind Zach and DeMar having a quiet night here and there if the rest of the players are elevating their game to make up the difference. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. And, and, and that's okay. That's team basketball, you know. Your your top players aren't always going to be firing on all cylinders, and and that's what it's all about. Yeah, um, like I say, eventually the player of the hour, player of the game, went to Ayo, yeah. who had twenty two points and one steal. And that was it. Not yeah, but he shot fantastic. 90% from the field. Yeah, and say he missed one shot or one field goal attempt, and he was three of three from the line as well, and. The only sh- missed shot was a three-point line uh, from the three-point. So, but he was aggressive from the start, wasn't he? He, yeah, he was. He the, was it seven of the first ten points, or ten of the first seventeen, or something like that, wasn't it? I think he got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But he was also on Lamelo Ball. Right. Defensively, which is no easy task, and as I said in our chat the other day. Every time I watch Lamelo Ball against anybody but Bulls, he goes off. Because I was watching him against Magic, I think it was, at the weekend. And the weekend before, I'd watched him against Heat, and he'd done the same thing. And then against us, he, all right, he puts up a few points, a few assists, all that. But he goes back to Ayo, just locking him up and containing him. You know what I mean? So to be able to do that defensively, but then be our best offensive player as well was pretty impressive from him I thought yeah definitely and then obviously Kobe off the bench adding 20 points 4 rebounds 1 assist and that was it but a pretty solid night from Kobe as well shooting wise yeah been liking Uh, what we've been seeing from Kobe though lately haven't we yeah I'll get on to in a little bit but um, something I said to you before that I'll bring to the pod um, might be a little bit controversial to some, but we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> I shall wait. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you've got anything else on that game. Like I say, it was nearly a week ago now, so don't want to go too. Yeah. Deep on no. It. I mean, there's there's not too much more to say about it really. Um, it, revenge rival game. We did what we needed to to do to get it done. Um, like you say, we pretty much controlled the game from start to finish. Even though the big three weren't massively involved in that team game, team win. Yeah, and um, like I said at the start, it was a win that, to me, you can't get too high about because it was a win that we should have got. Right. Uh, you know, a 16-point win over Hornets, nobody looks at in shock, do they? Uh, no. I shouldn't be. But a 15-point loss. Only true Bulls fans. 15-point <laughs> loss, on the other hand, to Hornets is not good. No. So... Yeah, on to, was it Saturday night? Against Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. And, again, come away, well, at the UC, come away with a win, 121-129. And this was probably one game you'd look at and think that Bulls were going to lose on the sort of run, run this run of three runner games, run yeah. of three game, easy for me to say. Um <laughs> You know, this on, is the one on paper. That, it's the loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think didn't they come in at five hundred, uh, Portland? Because it just beat Wizards. It was either at five hundred or a game above five hundred. I can't remember exactly. They beat Wizards the night before as well. Um, and we started off all right. We won the first quarter, thirty-four twenty-seven. Yeah, and part the second. Yeah, quite bad. Lost that 43-25. And it sort of coincided with foul trouble, um, Lillard going off. You know what I mean? It was just... Looked like typical Bulls out there, didn't it? You know what I mean? It was like, these are on the second of a back-to-back, yet they're making you look pathetic, to be honest. Um, Nothing. Nothing. we We couldn't seem to score. We couldn't seem to do anything could we do you know what I mean it was just it, it just crumbled in the second quarter I mean everything that had been working in the first stopped working and everything that was going wrong for the Blazers in the first started going right and it just yeah uh, it turned on its head completely in the second quarter yeah I mean we were giving away a lot of silly fouls and Zach actually yeah. left in the second quarter didn't he on four fouls yeah and you're just thinking you know you're going to have to sit him He's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to defend. I mean, he's not the best defender anyway, as we all know. But mm. you just think he's putting him under a lot more pressure, and then come out in that third, and we won the third, thirty-three seventeen. Yeah, and I think I'm not sure when it actually changed, but at one point the free throw discrepancy was eighteen to two in their favour. <laughs> you know and. That was just ridiculous, wasn't it? Because whatever yeah. we did, we couldn't get to the line. And it was just, you looked at Dame and he got to the line. Right. And we actually finished the game. We had 25 free throw attempts and they had 21. So that second half, they got another three trips to the line and we got 23. Yeah. So the discrepancy <laughs> that was there in the first half righted itself in the second half. Yeah. Um you know, as expected against a team like Portland, they're going to just throw three-pointers up for fun. Yeah. Um, and they put up 43 and only hit 14 of them. 
we put up 26 and hit 12. Okay. So I think in that second half, the kind of like tables just turned again, really, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and it seemed as if Zach was competing with Dame. It was like, right, you've gone off in that first half. Now let me. Um, yeah, my my turn. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Lillard ended up with forty points, five rebounds, five assists, one steal, and he was twelve of twenty-one from field. Zach, thirty-six points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and he was eleven of eighteen. So, you know, <laughs> Zach obviously took it a little bit personal. That I think, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and he just went on full attack mode in the in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, he obviously ended up with our player of the game. Yeah, um, and I can see where the frustrations coming in with Zach because of what we saw against Hornets to what we saw then. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I did see a comment on Twitter, I think it was, of why is he upping his game and putting in that sort of effort against a superstar when he should be stepping on the court with that sort of effort every game. Yeah. Well, see, Zach made a, a comment after the game to that effect as well, you see. He, um, yeah. I think it was might have been in the presser afterwards. He said uh, something along the lines of, you know, when you're playing against a talented player like that, you have to step up your game. Um, you know, I, I paraphrase big time. But at the same time, you know, the point he was making was, you know, you're playing against someone like Dame, you have to be able to match that. And then, of yeah. course, that sends everybody off on the, well, why are you only <laughs> matching it and lifting your game yeah. then? Why aren't you playing at that standard every single time you step on the floor? Which, you know, I can see the point. It makes a lot of sense. But I think, I think competitors in sport tend to do that in every sport anyway you know you do like you you do lift yourself to another plane again when you're playing against somebody else that's really going to go toe-to-toe with you yeah and that's because you have to is and it is because you have to you have to find this right so you have to find this other level and so I, i don't really criticize zach too much for it I think just maybe the fact that he verbalised it in that way, it left him open yeah. to it. It left him open to criticism. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know who was matched up with him against Hornets, but are they probably not thinking the same? Yeah, you I've, would. Think I've so. got to up my game here, and I'm gonna. I've got to try and neutralise Zach a little bit. Yeah, and maybe that's why we've been struggling against these so-called lesser teams. Maybe <laughs> playing down to them a bit, and they've been playing up to Zach and Damar and Vooch and yeah. maybe that's been the issue probably not but worth a shot <laughs> well I um, we'll throw it out there if it sticks it sticks <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and obviously the, the the big sort of thing about this game was the fact that we actually went down 17 points mm-hmm. and that's not something we're used to lately because that's normally us that's up 17 points yeah um, and obviously we end up winning by eight points. So, you know, it's not the first time we've come back from something like that, but it's always impressive to see. And definitely you've got to give the team credit for coming back. You know, you've got to slate them for getting down 17, but you've got to give them credit for flipping it. 
Right. Um, Definitely. You know, and I think this was a a team performance as well. Um, you know, like obviously the big three all actually showed up in this game, didn't they? They did. Uh, Vooch, 23 points, Demar, 27, Zach, 36. But then you also got Ayo, 13, Kobe, 10, Drummond, again, played. Um, less yeah. minutes this time, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. But again, he just comes in and, I mean, the impressive one for me off the bench was Goran again. Uh, 11 and a half minutes, 5 points, but 7 assists. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'd quite like to see him putting up a couple more points, especially when he's like bricking his threes. I mean, he, he did go one on one from three, like, but if he's putting up seven assists, then that's the facilitator and the, the ball mover that we've been crying out for, isn't it? Well, this brings me back again to the point I've made several times about I'd I'd like to see how it works with Goran starting the game just to set the tone, just for a few minutes, just to yeah. set the tone as the true point guard, as the ball carrier, as the playmaker, just set the tone and then step back, uh, sit onto the ben- bench and bring in the likes of Io or Kobe and uh, and let them then try and keep the ball rolling from there. Um, yeah. He just has that veteran experience and and that actual true point guard nature and vision. Um that, like you say, we've been lacking since uh, since losing Zoe. Yeah. And another thing from this one was we got a Dale and Terry sighting. Yes, we did. Four minutes, one rebound. But from what I remember, it was a hell of a rebound. He was <laughs> one of them Javante Green type rebounds where he was going to get it regardless. Yeah. And I mean, obviously... He come in quite early, didn't he? Was it in the first or the second? First He'd... quarter, I think it was. Yeah, obviously yeah. we was out without without Caruso, wasn't we? After his injury against Hornets, um, and you could kind of tell that we missed Caruso a little bit because we had no point of attack defense, did we? And that's, that's why that's a big issue for us when when we're, we're yeah. without Caruso and you're without Javante and you're without Lonzo. They're, they're all our point of attack defenders. So when they're yeah. all gone at the same time. It hurts us. And I think maybe that's why we saw Terry, because it just spaced things a little bit. And, all right, he doesn't pad the stats in this game, but he just brought that little bit of energy when we needed it. And a little bit of chaos as well, I think. Just yep. the chaos disrupts their offence, doesn't it? Well, um, it, it? It does when Dalen's doing it, not so much when it's... Drummond that's doing it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but it's like we both sort of said, um, on last week's episode, we want to start seeing some Dylan. And yeah. then when we he did see him the minutes, that's how he's gonna get experience. Yeah. He needs to be on the floor. Because that's what I was gonna say, in this game, he looked very, very raw. Mm-hmm. He looked a little bit it was just like I say, it was chaotic, but he managed to kind of curb it and make it a little bit efficient sort of thing but if he'd have been getting minutes all year when he could have had Adam then he'd have looked better in this game but he looks as if it was his first time on an NBA court at times yeah it it looked like it was a bit of a shock to the system yeah and you know and it's like that's what we've said at some point they are going to have to throw him out there yeah and 
that was at some point and he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. And the only way he's going to get ready is playing minutes. But anyway, um, I don't know if you've got anything else on that one. No, no, happy with that. Uh, like I say, we're trying to get through these pretty quick because uh, we're trying to do three at a time. But So yeah, brings us on to last night. And again, at the UC, and again, a winnable game that we did actually win. 104-128 against San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. who are quite clearly tanking. <laughs> they're, they're on the hunt for Wembenyama. Yeah. Um, obviously, beat us earlier on in the year when they actually looked all right and stuff, didn't they, to start with? Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously this game is going to be remembered for one player. I think. Absolutely. And that one player is Andre Drummond. Yeah. And again, goes back to what we were saying before the Hornets game. We need size coming off the bench. Now, they also seem to be resting Vooch a little bit. I thought. I mean, he and Vooch only ended up with 23 and a half minutes. Um whether he's still got a little bit of a lingering thigh contusion maybe or the rest yeah, of that, that tonight. Yeah, part of it. I mean, that's what I'd kind of put it down to was the fact that, you know, he'd, he'd had the the little niggly injury that he'd got the, from the previous game and they were just kind of trying to give him some minutes on the bench to rest a bit. Yeah. I mean... Plus it's the first, first night of a back-to-back as well. Yeah, and where you're kind of going to expect him to go off tonight as well, which we'll get into in a little bit, but... Uh-huh. Um, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and he was 10 of 18 from the field in 23 and a half minutes. That was Vooch. Very, very nice. You know, yeah, and you can't complain about that, although I did say last night, although he's going off like that, he was getting cooked a little bit by Pertle, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Pertle had himself a bit of a game last night, but he always plays well against us, though, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, onto the back to the game itself. You know, we pretty much controlled it all the way through. We did that second and third. We dropped off again, didn't we? Um, yeah. We were. I know we was up at the end of the first thirty-nine twenty-eight, and you're just thinking, yeah. just keep doing it. Keep whatever it is you're doing. Keep doing it. And finally, just blow somebody out, and then we come out for the second, and um, we lose it thirty-one twenty-three. Yeah, and it kind of we ended up was it seven points down? I think was it was their biggest lead. Uh, yeah, and we we had a bit of a comeback to to kind of close the gap and go ahead. Yeah, and I mean. Again, it seemed like a game where the big three weren't really doing it. Like I said, yeah. we just spoke about Vooch. But apart from Vooch doing that, but then I say he seemed to be sitting most of the game as well. Yeah. Damar and Zach were pretty passive, I thought. 20 points for Zach, 19 for Damar. Very much. Yeah. But I think, was it, they both scored in the first quarter and then didn't score again until the 
late in the third quarter, I think it was. Yeah, that was, that was it, wasn't it? It was, um, I think, they, did they have two points between them from some point in the second through to quite late in the third? Yeah. And then it was as if something switched in them and Damar went off for about four or five attempts, didn't he? And then yeah. Zach did the same. And I mean, I don't want to take any credit for it, but I did put a tweet out saying the Bulls realise we're not going to win if we don't score because we just weren't scoring at all, were we? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there was one point actually where the camera was just on Zach and he was leaning in towards Debo and I was trying to read his lips and it actually looked like he, he said, fuck you, Hearn. <laughs> and then the two of them got up off the bench and they started putting up shots. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I mean, like I say, I don't want to take any credit for it, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure they saw that tweet and uh, thought, well, fuck, we best best start turning it on a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, as well, one thing I did say to you last night is when we raced out into that lead in the sort of first, start of the second, yeah. whatever it was. And then when we overturned their lead and raced into another lead, who was at the middle of it all? The one man. Andre Drummond. Yeah. He was... Angry Drummond. Yeah, he was on a mission last night. And to me, I mean, it's somewhat, again, I'll get into in a minute, but it was a big... Fuck you, Billy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was nine of nine from the field. Yeah. 21 points, 15 rebounds, one assist, three steals, one block, and he only missed one free throw as well. Yeah. The only shot he missed all night was, was one free throw. Yeah. Which is very, very good for him. And he was uh, th- plus 30 in the plus minus. Uh, plus 30. Only bettered. Funny enough, by Demar, who was thirty-two. But, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, if I mean, you're not going to get a game like that out of Drummond every night. No, of course not. But when Vooch was kind of sitting, that's what we needed to see. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of felt like he's been building up to this too, though. Yeah. And I mean, there was one point where it was as if Zach thought that it was Vooch that was still out there and played it in for him to try and dribble it and he kind of dribbled it off his foot. Um, (laughs) You know, and I think it was around that sort of time I said, right, Billy, now's the time to sit him because it's, you can just sense when it's turning with him. Uh And to me, that was when it was, I think he got a foul overturned as well, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. And not long after that, he ended up sitting. Um, but no, I mean, that, like I say, to me, it was a big fuck you, Billy, that game for him. And, yeah. You know, um, obviously, outright winner of our player of the game. Uh, he took it from, who did you say, was it Kobe, P. Will, and Ayo, wasn't it? Who were yeah. sort of yeah. next in line for it. Um <laughs> It's like I said to you on 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 the threads last night. This was a real game for the role players. Yeah, you know every single player. You know, not not disregarding any of the other players on the bench, but the ones that we would consider to be the real role players on the squad. They all stepped up last night in the game. It was great, especially yeah. especially Drummond. 
I mean, it's like we saw a little bit of Drummich coming back as well, didn't we? Yeah, which was lovely to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, Goran only ended up with two assists. I'm probably pretty sure that both of them were to Drummond as well. Um, I think they, were, they were both lobs to Drummond, I think, weren't they? <laughs> you know, and that's what we were getting at the start of the year, wasn't it? And then he yeah. picked up that shoulder injury, and that was against Spurs as well, wasn't it? The show, was it against was, Spurs? Yeah, that shoulder, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that kind of derailed everything for him, Drummich, and Bulls in a, in a way. Um, yeah. But like you say, again, it was the other players that were stepping up, like Ayo turning into Forrest Gump at points in that third quarter. <laughs> you know, Man, he was attacking that ring. Yeah, and he seems to have learned how to lay it up a little bit better as well. Because <laughs> before it was like you kind of had to tell him when to stop and when to like to lay it up. But now he's he seems a bit more, you know, like controlled at the rim as well. Controlled. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he ends up with ten points, four rebounds, four assists, and that's a pretty decent you know he didn't attempt any three pointers as well but right 10 points you know what I mean you want 10 to 15 points off Ayo I think don't you yeah that's ideal world stuff definitely you know you've got P. Will going for 11 points 6 rebounds 3 assists 1 steal and there were some big rebounds as well weren't they yeah they were and, he had, and, he and the, that Jam, he went for it. He didn't quite yeah. make it. Whoa. He was He's about got... to break somebody with that. Yeah, that was as if he looked at Drummond and gone, I can do that. <laughs> but unfortunately, he can't. Not yet. He's going no. to end up catching a body at some point, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And he's probably going to end up hurting somebody as well. Well, I hope it's not Which... himself. Yeah, I mean, not seriously, you know. Hopefully it's Grayson Allen or something before the All-Star break against him. That would be nice. He just went straight through him. That'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> before we go off on a tangent. Kobe, <laughs> uh, again. Mm-hmm. He, he had that little spell, was it last week, when I said he's kind of dropped off a little bit and I hope he comes yeah. back. And to me, he has. I mean, he was oh, only one of four really from has. three. But his stats, 12 points, one rebound, four assists, two steals. He's just doing a bit of everything. He is. And, like, we have to give him absolute kudos uh, for his defensive efforts. Yeah. Um, and there was I thought... one foul. He picked up one foul and he come through like a wrecking ball, didn't he? Yeah. Was it on Keldon Johnson where he yeah, tried to block it. it and just went straight through him, basically? Yeah. You know, and that's stuff we haven't seen from Kobe in the past. As if he was too scared to go into it or, you know. I mean, he had a chance for a dunk as well, didn't he, at the end? But he was like, nah, I did one two games ago or something, so. Yeah. You know. One a month. <laughs> Getting this sort of production out of him, offensively, off the bench, is definitely helping. Yeah, And the fact that, once again, we're without Caruso, the defensive 
intensity off the bench was from Corby, wasn't it? Yo, yeah, hands down. I mean, I will be honest with you, I would never have expected to be sitting here, if you'd have asked me this a year ago, that I'd be sitting here and saying that Kobe was our best defensive player. And it's not because everybody else was rubbish. It's just that he was, like you say, he was locked on. He was in in the right mindset. He was chasing everything down. He didn't give up on any play. He was there battling. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so impressed with the way he was defensively last night. And that's not to say that he didn't have a good offensive game but he was just so locked in on defence. It was very impressive. Yeah, and he's starting to come up with some big rebounds as well, isn't he? Which we've highlighted before. Um, And his his offence is a lot more controlled. The way he's attacking the rim at the minute, but he knows whether it's worth laying it up or kicking it out. And we saw it a few times last night. He kicked it out. There was one to Drummond, wasn't there? Well, it wasn't quite a kick out. It was pretty much laid off to him. But yeah, it was a um, bit, bit of a dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what you want to see from. It was not really a point guard. He's not really a two guard either, is he? He's just he's somewhere in between. Of, yeah, it's a bit more of a combo guard at the minute, I think. Which yeah, yeah. if that's going to be his role, then yeah, I'm here for it. Rather than but trying it's, it's, to. It's, it's like the game into... has slowed down for him now. Yeah, I think know? he's actually said that as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Is it Will Gottlieb who had an interview with him, possibly? Okay, and he said that he, the game had slowed, for, he felt the game had slowed down for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah I didn't read it fully, it. but... Yeah, and it's... I mean, I had him down to be our most improved from the word go anyway, so I'm... Um, more than ecstatic with how he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've got anything else on the game. No, I don't think there's too much more to it. Actually, actually, I do actually have one more thing to say. Just want to give a special shout out to DJJ for that block. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Sort of volleyball type. Of yeah. like... <laughs> it was like he spiked it in a game of volleyball. It was a very, very impressive block. Well, he did that and then Drummond got one pretty much straight after, didn't he? And that kind of was a bit of a turning point. Yeah. Where we kind of got control of the game again. Well, that's how it felt anyway. But, yeah, let's say I've got nothing else on it, unless you have. No. Nope, nothing else, nothing else. So, uh, I'll quickly send it to the advert and we'll move into the next section. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Welcome back. Um, we've spoke about the three games in the first part. And I'm going to start this bit with another one of our polls that we ran on Twitter over the weekend. 
Um, I think I put it out after the Portland game. Yeah. And it was basically to find out where people's heads are at with the impending trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Um, no, I mean, some people are saying you put out after a win, people's opinions are going to change. But I did mention that it was for the whole season, not just getting back-to-back dubs. Yeah, there's always um, going to be a certain element of recency bias, though. Yeah, and the four options, blow it up and rebuild, retool, continuity, brackets, nothing, and the last one, no idea what to do. <laughs> that kind of feels a little bit how bulls have been all year, to be fair. But, um, yeah. Anyway, the I'll go from the bottom up. Continuity, 8%. No, blow it up and rebuild, 17%. No idea what to do, 21%. And the clear winner was Retool with 54% of 261 votes. So that's not our opinion. That's the obviously the, the vote side of it. Uh-huh. Now, there were a few comments. Uh, I'll read a few of them out. Don't want to go too thingy on them. Uh, Jack Waters, I know he's a, a UK based fan. You guys touched on it the other day. Starting again with the same front office is pointless. This team was built to win now, but it's not going to unless it's something changes. But I genuinely have no idea what it what it is that should change. Just no to Irving. Obviously, that's come true because he's gone to Mavericks. Um, obviously, this was put out after he just... Um, and obviously wanted a trade as well, wasn't it? So I think there's... He, crops up quite a couple of times isn't it to be fair yeah uh, our guy Troy from Australia uh, retool major move would be to move on Demar for reasons mentioned before i.e. forced ISO but I would like to see some minor moves to bring in more shooting and I know he's been very keen on Carmelo Anthony all year since day one of the season I don't yeah. know if that's uh, <laughs> that's changed or, or not because <laughs> Um, and another Aussie. Oh, I'm assuming he's Aussie because his Twitter handle is Aussie Stewart thirty three. So you think? Uh, <laughs> um, call Toronto and help them into the rebuild uh, slash retool phase two. Find out what it would take to get Van Fleet or Ananobi after one fun season and half a frustrating one. I am not ready to return to five years of garbage basketball again. Retool, try and get a PG upgrade, but not Kyrie. <laughs> there yeah. you go again. Um, our boy Gary from our chat, who's been on this before as well. Um, a typical Gary comment, to be fair. Retool, but not with tools. Keep away Kyrie and Russ. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Politically correct, as usual. Uh, Gary. <laughs> um, pigeon hashtag C Red NZ. So I'm assuming he's from New Zealand. Make some minor moves to push for the playoffs and ensure we don't give Orlando another top ten pick. Then serious thoughts about long term direction happens in the off season. Um, should read a couple more out. Uh, Danny, who is at Guppy one nine eight three three. I think he's from Holland, to be fair. Um, 
don't think it's all a player's problem. I think it's a wrong use in players. Like Vucci needs to do way more in the paint instead of at the three-point line. So I think it's mostly shot selection and defensive-wise, we need to step up big time. Blowing big leads away too easy. Um, I don't really know what his opinion was. but <laughs> um, And lastly, our boy Wayne. Another one from our chat, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> blow it up, not really an option. Continuing not working, so retool is the best option in my opinion. Problem is, who is available? I feel if they were going to make a move, they'd have done it by now. Um, like I say, there was a few more comments and stuff like that. It kind of goes along the same route of retool, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and basically going back to Billy, playing people out of position and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, what did... What was your opinion on it? Yeah, my opinion was retool as well. Um, I just feel that a couple of minor moves, if they could be made, could make all the difference. Um, I'm definitely not on for blowing it up. Um, Like we've talked about before, if you were going to move any of the big three, for me, it would have to be DeMar. Um, But uh, if we could could get enough to, to push us over the edge uh, with just making a few minor moves... Then I'm then I'm all for that. We need to get more shooting from distance if we possibly can. Um, that's I think the main priority for me. Yeah, and I think I mentioned it on the last one. I'd go retool as well. Um, but in all honesty, I can't see anything happening um, or nothing that's going to move the needle anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of trade stuff going, rumours going around a lot of things like we're shopping Drummond um, shopping AC uh, and then there's a report come out today that teams around the league believe that Bulls are not going to do anything yeah so as but usual <laughs> we don't, nobody has a clue no um, there, there was another report that came out as well saying that we've, we're not going to be sellers we're going to be buyers yeah and then, like I say, the main report of anybody leaving is Andre Drummond. Right. Um, was it yesterday it come out that we were going after, uh, was it Willie Hernan Gomez? Yeah. The, the bad one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's typical. No, no, no cruise instead of Bo Cruz. Yeah. You know, we we tried that with Yanis' um, brother, didn't we? So, <laughs> look where that got <laughs> Um. You know, there's also reports out there that we're looking for another guard. Um, and obviously, Bones Highland is sort of heavily linked at the minute. Yeah, I I, I quite like Bones Highland, you know. Um, he's undersized, but I like I like him as a player. I wouldn't be against against getting him. But at the same time, do we really, really, really need another guard unless they're <laughs> a true point? Yeah, or we're actually getting rid of one. Well... Yeah, I mean, it'd probably have to end up being a guard for a guard. Just yeah. would have to be a guard with a different skill set. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into any of the trade rumours because a lot of it's just bollocks anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot crazy, of it's just trying week. to get um, Lakers better. So, um, just touching on, back to Drummond. Now, 
I kind of mentioned in the chat before that last night kind of felt a little bit like a farewell tour. Um, especially with the comments that come out after from himself and from Billy. Right. It's as if they've boosted his minutes, let him basically showcase himself, which he did fantastically. Um, And like I say, he's been linked with being chopped around. So, obviously, after the game, Billy basically come out and says, yeah, I like what he's done. However, I'm still looking at using DJJ at centre. You've just got three wins, Billy, with Drummond coming on and playing a key role in maybe, what, two and a half of them. He didn't really do a lot against Portland, but it was enough. Yeah. Um, to then say you're going to go back to DJJ, it's just, why? Yeah, something about right. it doesn't sit right, yeah. Yeah, and then Drummond actually come out and basically, it was as if he was thanking, I can't remember what he said word for word, but it was as if he was thanking the fans, you know, saying that we've yeah. always supported him, uh, he's enjoyed Chicago, and it just all seemed a little bit, you know, obviously, it's his last could be his last game at the in in a Bulls jersey at the UC because obviously we're on the road tonight and then we're on the road yeah. Thursday, and by that point he might not be on the Bulls roster. So it's as if yeah, it might just be me being a little bit negative with it all and not wanting to see him leave, but that's just how it come across to me. Yeah. Um, like I say a little bit of a farewell tour for him. Uh Hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully he's still here because he's shown what he can do if he's used. Yeah, and and shown that he can technically flip a game on its head, at least even if it's just to kickstart some of the other players. Yeah, or just cause chaos. That too. <laughs> um, I told you before, I like a bit of chaos. <laughs> yeah. And then the second player I just wanted to briefly talk about is AC. And this is where I was going to get possibly a little bit controversial to some. Now, we've seen all the different trade rumours going around, you know, two firsts um, linked with moves to wherever and all that sort of crap. I personally wouldn't be against losing him. And the reason is, I think, now, I'm not saying Kobe's a better defense, defender than him, but if we get them sort of games or the sort of games we've been getting out of Kobe consistently, you don't miss him as much defensively as we've seen by getting two dubs when he's not even in the team. But Kobe also brings right. an offensive threat. Definitely. I mean, Kobe certainly has that both sides of the ball that AC doesn't have as much of. The offense... Um, that Kobe would present. But I just, I don't know, has it been too small a sample size from Kobe to be able to make that bolder statement? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I know most people won't agree with it. And, you know, Kobe is basically, is he up in his trade value? Is he up in his his value in general by doing what he's doing? And then we're not going to see it again. 
or is he actually because he's had a full off season, he's having a chance to develop a little bit. Is this actually the true Kobe? And I mean, if we're going to get as much as what people are saying for Caruso, I mean, all right, it's not to the extent of Alonso, but we can't afford to lose players for two, three games at a time because they play like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just... yeah. I mean, like I say, I love Caruso and I love what he brings on the defensive end. Yeah. You can, to me, you can't go and have one good offensive game and then disappear for the next four, five offensively. Because, you know, it's just... I don't know, it's a difficult one. Because, like I said, to be honest, I don't want to see anybody leave. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like this team and I think if they could sort the few problems out and just add that one little piece, then maybe we're not in this sort of position. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many games that have been close losses. You know, um, it, it could be a very, very different script that we're looking at if just three or four of those games had just gone the other way which they could easily have done, whether it's been on referee mistakes or whether it's been on player errors at the end of a game or a bad decision by Billy. There's at least three or four games, at least, that you could say could have swayed the other way easily. And yeah. if that happens, it's a very, very different looking season for us. Yeah. And it takes me on to another player. And again, possibly a little bit controversial with it. And, I mean, I know he's got no trade value anywhere in the league at the minute. But I wouldn't be against moving away from Lonzo either. Right. And like I say, I know um, it's not going to happen in this this sort of trade deadline now. Um, and I'll just explain it, what, what my thinking is before I let you say anything. Um, okay. Now, I wasn't that keen on his signing when it was all obviously are we going to get him are we not going to get him yeah, purely because of his injury past and in two years of basketball of a is he on a four year contract yeah we have got 35 games out of him now it was a good 35 games don't get me wrong and it's exciting to know that you have somebody there that can turn the Bulls into that team but he can't turn us into that team when he's constantly rehabbing injuries. And he's obviously, what is he on, about 18, 18 a year, something like that, 18, 19 a year. It's a big chunk of your salary to be sat rehabbing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we went through it long enough with Derek. Yeah. And I mean, who obviously we've got no idea when or if he actually does return. You know, obviously, I, I don't want to see him have to retire. But like we said before, is he going to come back and be the player he was? Um, you know, because obviously, chances are we don't see him back until start of next year at the earliest now. 
I think that's the most likely scenario, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he'll have had plenty of chance to rehab. That's if he can walk upstairs and not feel any pain and whatever other bollocks they're coming out with. You know, Lonzo, uh, Javante's had the same procedure done on a similar sort of injury. And, again, there's no timeline on his return. No, but we're expecting very quietly. Come back. Yeah, I mean, he's, they said he's on bikes and but he's not running and jumping or something like that. So he is, obviously, he's strengthening the knee, I'm guessing. Yeah. But you're kind of thinking that Javante is going to come back at some point in the next month, maybe, or at least start mm-hmm. ramping up in the next month. It's been over a year with Lonzo now. And if he does come back in October, we're going to have two years left on his deal. How many games does he play in that two years? That's the question, isn't it? Hopefully 96. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and even that, you know, because to me, they're going to have to space his games out. He's not going to play in back-to-backs. You know, so they're going to have to sit him in games. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on minutes restrictions, for sure. So, I mean, if you want to aim for, what, 45, 50 games as a safe sort of area, that's not good enough for a starting point guard, is it? Well, no, you'd be wanting to be getting a lot more than that. I mean, I, I can't remember off the top of my head how many he's actually played. Is it 56 he's played, the most he's played in a year? Yeah, that sounds that sounds very familiar, actually. I think 56 is, the, is bang on. So, yeah, to me, it's just... If we could, I'd get off his contract, but I know it's not doable. No, I mean, his trade value couldn't be any lower right now. Um, <laughs> I can't see anyone taking a, a punt on him at the moment. Year. Yeah, I mean, the only, th- the only thing is, is if he does come back next season and there's absolutely no issues, no problems, and he looks great, then potentially people might become interested in, in taking him on and taking a punt on him again if the Bulls are prepared to send him on and not keep him on the books uh, any longer with the risks that he that he possesses. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because, like, I mean, if he is going to come back, if he is going to come back and play, you kind of want him playing for us because of the difference that he makes and the way that we look when he plays. Yeah. But he's high risk. He was high risk from day one anyway. But he's even higher risk now because yeah. he's come here and he's got in injured and it's been a major, major loss to the team and a major amount of time out and still with no definitive idea of when or if he's coming back. He is extremely high risk right now. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if he comes back next year, at some point he's going to go for 40, 45 points and have an absolute amazing game. And everyone, oh, he's back, he's back. And then he'll sit for another 10 weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and let, to me, there's a reason why... Us. Yeah, there's a reason why Pelicans let him go as easy as they did. So, yeah. Anyway, we went off on a little bit of a tangent, as usual. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see a minor move at the, on Thursday, well, by Thursday. But to be honest, I can't see any. 
Yeah, I can't see anything major at this stage. I mean, unless the Bulls are just trying to, you know, sell us a red kipper by um, saying that they're not really going to be doing anything or that that's a rumour that seems to have slipped out there, that they're not going to be making any major moves. Um, it could be it could be just a smokescreen. Maybe they do have something planned and we'll see Thursday. But yeah. I, at this stage, I don't expect anything massive. But I'm hoping there might be one or two minor moves that could maybe make a difference. Yeah. So, obviously, we'll move on to tonight's game against Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, we currently sit 2627. <laughs> yeah. They sit 32-21. However, they're not in the best of form at the minute. Um, so, they are due a good win. Obviously, John Morant's gone through a lot of crap at the weekend, so he probably wants to come out and put on a bit of a show as well. Yeah. Uh, they are without Stephen Adams, who... Which helps. Yeah, it helps Tony Bradley. At least he can stay on the court, possibly. <laughs> if he gets At on the court, if he, wants to take on, if he wants to take on John Morant, he doesn't have to worry about being thrown up <laughs> into the first row of season. <laughs> um... From a Bulls point of view, Caruso and DeRozan are both listed questionable. Um, DeRozan with a sore hip, I think it was. Uh, obviously, your brain goes straight to the get ready to trade when they go out of a game this close, I guess. But you know, it, it like does. But you you could play that the other way as well. DeRozan's been kind of off form for the last two or three games. Is it because he's yeah. been carrying a bit of an injury? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, now, just a quick one on Grizzlies. There used to be a team that I liked, and Jamarant used to be a player that I liked. I still do like him. He's very, very talented. But I'm starting to dislike Grizzlies and Morant as a person because they've just got this cocky attitude for no reason. They've not done anything. Yeah, yeah a, you need to be able some... to back it up first. Yeah, and I get it's all bit of bravado and stuff like that, you know. And then you've got Jam Rank coming out today saying that Grizzlies are one of the most, or the most hated team in the NBA at the minute, blah, blah, blah. Stop acting a dick then. <laughs> Stop with this stupid dancing. You know, stop calling yes. players out in the West. Stop r- driving around like you think you're some sort of a gangster. Starting fights with ex-American footballers or whatever he was and getting your dad involved. And just play basketball, because that's what you're good at. And yeah. then people would start to like the team again. Like I said, I used to really like them. They used to be, you know, as a team in the West. Yeah. The team that I'd sort of root for in the West. Because they've got some good, young, exciting players. They do. Like, just you know. Turning into complete dicks. And it's just like. I mean, you know my feelings on all the dancing and the showmanship and all that bollocks. There's no need for it. <laughs> just go out there, do what you need to do, and then go home and <laughs> you know, have a swim in your swimming pool or whatever you want to do. Don't go around pretending you're some sort of a gangster and potentially. You know, it could end up potentially ruining his career. It could, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, look at what happened to um what's his face at Charlotte Bridges. 
Yeah. You know, he thought he was some sort of a gangster. And where's he now? Out of the league. Getting done for beating women up or whatever it was. You know, so... Anyway, that's just my little rant for today about Grizzlies. You know, pack it in. Just play basketball. Yeah, um, because they're well able to play basketball. Yeah, so that brings me on to the game. How would you see it going? Um, okay, well, the Bulls are streaking right now. They have three. Trying to find their fourth uh, win for the first time this season. Um the Grizzlies have been on a, I think, is it a five-game losing slide, is it? Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if they won one in that or something like that. Um, okay, well, e- either way, they've they've been on a bit of a slide anyway. I don't know if you can get it up there, but I know they've been on a bit of a slide. and a So they're kind of due a win. We're due a loss. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, it kind of points towards the Grizzlies winning. Um, but then the news of Stephen Adams being out does change my thinking a little bit. I yeah. do think that, you know, because I've spoken before about Stephen Adams, I'd love to see him in a Bulls jersey. Um, he's one of my favourite non-Bulls in the league. Yeah. And um, I, 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 I think that he brings an awful lot to the Grizzlies. And when he's not there, it does open up the opportunity for Vooch. And if Drummond is playing anything like he's been playing the last few games for the two of them to kind of make a big difference to this game and possibly steal a win for us. But realistically speaking, we should technically win this. We're on, we're on a winning streak. They're on a losing streak. Steven Adams is out. Uh, so I'm going to go for a ball's loss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just um, got their recent record up. They're currently second right. in the West, which yeah. just shocked me. But they have won one game in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one game in the last nine, and it was against Pacers. Wow. Okay, there you go. Uh, they've lost the last three to Portland, Cleveland, and Toronto. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm going to go Bulls loss um, just because I think Morant's going to go off and I don't think we can stop him. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully there's some retired American footballer in the crowd that does, but... <laughs> yeah. That's when they're <laughs> on the losing streak, with a pig skin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe even Stacey King can, if he's in the in the arena, can do something to distract him. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I've got nothing else. We've gone on a little bit longer than we thought, but... Yeah, no, I have nothing else to say. No, um, as usual, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for taking part in the poll and obviously give you a little bit of a shout out. Uh, we aim to be back on Thursday where we're hoping to have a, a guest who's quite special to you. <laughs> yep, yep. Um so yeah well we should be there it just depends what time I can record because of work etc but yeah anyway so we aim to be back Thursday where we'll be I guess reviewing the Grizzlies game any controversial moments from it involving Jar Morant and his gangster ways <laughs> and obviously hopefully we'll have some something to talk about from trade deadline 
Yeah, hopefully. Well, as usual. It might even be balls related. Well, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Well, as usual, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And yeah. you can find me, uh, no, find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil. You can find me at NeilCRedUK. We appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at the CRedUK podcast, as always, uh, where it's a Chicago Bulls thing. If you wish, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And until next time, wherever you are, CRed, go Bulls. <laughs> Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.